1: Thursday special emergency pod, if you will, and it's not really actually super emergency because this news came out around one o'clock today and we're filming this at 9 p.m., but um, it is a topic in Bill's land that we needed to hit uh, on our podcast. I'm joined as always uh, by my tag team partner, Ryan Talbot. My man, how are you? We got some news.
0: Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, some pretty serious news.
1: I was talking about our, our new podcast name.
0: Oh, they're not as serious, but go. On.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, to to let everybody know, if you're new to the podcast, you probably subscribed uh, under the title "Bills Talk with Matt Perino." When we launched the web or the podcast, the idea was always um, to come up with an original name, but we wanted when we were releasing this, we did it so quickly. That we just needed a generic name to throw it out there really quick and so Bill's talk with Matt Perino was something that was thrown around somebody said okay uh dotted a few uh I's crossed a couple T's and that was it and we got into this thing and we realized okay first of all Ryan's name wasn't on it and number two we wanted something a little bit more meaningful for the fan base because you know if you've been listening to this podcast you know that Ryan and I both grew up as Bill's fans so that you know bill's mafia is near and dear to our hearts so we came up with the title hit him with it ryan
0: shout the buffalo football podcast with matt Perino and ryan talbot
1: there it is shout and like i was wondering if we could put together a little um intro with the hey you know what i mean because incorporate all of it but i think that would be a little bit too um uh bias so and that's my son in the background. <laughs> um, uh, he likes it. So, but we're not going to do that. But I will say that if you share this and you um, put a little video of yourself, maybe on, on Instagram or something, saying, hey, that's fine with me because you know, that brings me back to my childhood and, you know, that's where we're at. But this is a very serious episode of Shout, the Buffalo football podcast, because there was news today that uh, Bill's rookie quarterback, Jake Fromm, the bill selected in the fifth round out of Georgia in April, just a little over or about two months ago. Um, tweets uh text messages emerged in the form of a tweet uh from 2019. And I'm going to read them to you if you've uh haven't seen them yet. Um so Jake was in a conversation with an acquaintance of his and it seems that the acquaintance is the one that uh, tweeted out uh, in this conversation, tweeted out these screen grabs. And basically Jake said, guns are good. They need to let me get suppressors. Just make them very expensive so only elite white people can get them. Ha ha. Whoa, do you think you're an elite white person? The person responded. Jake said, I'm not. I'm just saying, with a bunch of crying, laughing emojis. Now, when this was released, you know, my initial thought was, okay, you know, you, you hear stories about you know, Snapchats and Instagrams being uh, photoshopped, and so you really want to wait for some type of clarification uh, before you really get, um, you know, into the thick of things here, but. Jake, at around two o'clock, released a statement, and I'll read that now. I'm extremely sorry that I chose to use the words elite white people in a text message conversation. Although I never meant to imply that I am an elite white person, as stated later in the conversation, there's no excuse for that word choice and sentiment. While it was poor, my heart is not. Now, more than ever, is the time for support and togetherness, and I stand against racism 100%. I promise to commit myself to being a part of the solution in this country. I address my teammates and coaches in a team meeting today, and I hope they see this incident is not representative of the person I am. Again, I'm truly sorry for my words and actions and humbly ask for forgiveness. Now, about an hour later, we talked with defensive coordinator and assistant head coach, Leslie Frazier, uh, who I think was a fitting uh, representative of the bills to talk about this. Uh, And, you know, he basically told us on the call that, you know, the Bills had a meeting. Jake apologized, and um, it, it seems sincere from Leslie uh, Frazier's vantage point. And you know, only time will tell how the team handles it. But as of now, it looks like the Bills uh, are keeping him on the roster, and they released a sta- statement as well. The Bills wrote, "He was wrong, and he admitted it to us." We don't condone what he said. Jake was honest and forthcoming to us about the text exchange. He asked us for an opportunity to address and apologize to his teammates and coaches today in a team meeting, which he did. We will continue to work with Jake on the responsibilities of being a Buffalo Bill on and off the field. So after all that all day long, you know, when this first came out, I think a lot of reactions in the immediate um, aftermath of the news was – you know, cut him. you know, move on. I mean, this is not only is this a fifth round pick, but this is the kind of behavior that in the middle of, you know, in the, I should say in the thick of, you know, the protests that have been going on across the country, you know, in the uh, aftermath of George Floyd's senseless killing. I think that this is the kind of behavior that I think people want to start to snuff out. And I think that was the reaction, but I'll open the floor up to you here, Ryan. I mean, what were your immediate reactions to it and, and with how it transpired throughout the day?
0: Well, you know, I was the same way as you originally, I was kind of waiting and seeing if, if this was legitimate or not. Um, Because, you know, there was a picture of him in those text messages as well, but it could have just been someone that used a a backdrop of him or whatever. But obviously we, we learned it really was him based on his statement, based on everything we've learned today. Uh, and, and the big takeaway here you know, is that words matter, and whether it's a text message with, with an acquaintance, whether it's social media, whatever the case may be, uh, Jake Fromm did not use his head when he was putting that statement together because you know, he can say he wasn't referring to himself as an elite white male, but he was also at the same time saying that only that certain group of people should be able to own guns. Um, so, you know, it was, it was one of those situations where you you hope it's a kid that is making a mistake that he learns from it, that he is sincere in that statement that he released today. Um, and maybe the the fact that he went forward with it today to his teammates, to his, the coaching staff rather than because he probably knew it had already been out there on social media or that it was going to be out there. So, so maybe by getting ahead of it a little bit, he, he kind of saved himself and possibly his job with the Bills. But I still think this is a wait-and-see situation just because, like you said, we're talking about a fifth-round pick here. Uh, it, it's not someone that needs to be on this roster. But at the same time, um, you know, in, in the Bills statement, they're saying they want, they want to teach him the responsibility of being a, a Buffalo Bill on and off the field. And, and hopefully part of that responsibility is just being a good human being in general.
1: Yeah. I was going to say it it almost is bigger than sports. You know, it's bigger than, you know, what happens in those four walls. You got to be the person that they want you to be all the time, especially, you know, in in this time when we're trying to, as I think a majority in terms of, you know, society and, in American society change what's been happening in this country. And, you know, it, it, it really stuck out to me that this happened less than 24 hours from when Sean McDermott spoke about, you know, a a myriad of topics. But one of the things that he said in his press conference on Wednesday was, I think that because of the culture we built and the kind of people that we brought in, we can be an example. And he, and he used the group picture that came out of Florida where 22 bills players, and I don't think they were all in the picture, but you know, black people, white people, they were all teammates, you know, and, and they'll call each other family members in one picture, shoulder, you know, arm, arm over the shoulders and smiles on faces. And Sean McDermott said, we want that to be set the example of how it should be. And and to think about, you know, the, the kind of mindset that you have to have to make a comment like that in the locker room and and, and that kind of thing, it really makes me think, okay, take what he did and put it on, on one side of the table here. And let's move to the other side of the table and talk about the bills for a second. You know, they're a lot's on the line for Sean with this. And, and we're, at the, we're at the beginning stages of this and who knows how this can play out in the next week or two. Like you, like you mentioned, but, you know to keep him on the roster, it seems like certain people are are still upset about it. We've seen Tradavius White retweeting uh, some uh, some comments around the internet. I think it was Jamal Adams. You could talk about that in a moment. but you know to keep him on the roster is is kind of saying um to your group of players that you know this is something that was a mistake now. This is a really hard conversation to have because, you know, in my opinion, you know, when you say something like that, it's, it screams to me that that's just not a mistake. That's something that you believe. And if that's a belief at any stage, and listen, we're all trying to educate ourselves right now. This is the time where, you know, Sean also said yesterday, we need to open up our ears and listen and, and figure out how we can be better people, get rid of some of the stereotypes that we've grown up with. But there's certain types of, rhetoric and things that you say, you know, you know, Drew Brees was talking about, you know, pro, how to protest and, and, and what to do with a flag. This is a really derogatory type of statement, as opposed to what Drew Brees was saying. And so I think that this is something that you have to really treat with kid gloves, because every person in your locker room is going to have an opinion and have a, a, some type of feeling about, you know, these text messages.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was actually a great tweet today by Marcel Louis Jacques of ESPN, where he said, you know, the most concerning thing is this was a text from last year. This wasn't when he was a teenager. This wasn't something from many, many years ago. This was 2019. So, like you said, you know, there's a good chance that that is what he thinks and what he believes, or possibly. Um, so that is concerning. And you know, we, we weren't there, obviously, in that Zoom call today when he apologized. We don't know how the players are truly feeling about it for the most part. Um, But we have heard about a leadership council and and things of that nature, and maybe they've been included in the conversations. Maybe they had a part in uh, the the talks with Sean McDermott or or the team in general based on what the Bills wrote in their statement about, you know, the responsibility about being a Buffalo Bill. We we don't know all of those things, but you're right. I mean, there's a, a lot on the line by keeping from on the roster right now in a year where expectations are, are through the roof for the Bills, and, and you would think uh, the fewer distractions, the better, the fewer issues, the better. And I'm not just talking about the, the backlash from social media. I, I'm talking about within the locker room itself because, as you mentioned, Tredavious White, who I would probably say is the Buffalo's number one player in terms of, of talent overall in this roster, he, he, he seems to have a serious issue with it, understandably so.
1: Yeah, and you know, Sean has talked so much about building the culture, and we actually talked on a recent episode um, of the podcast with Eric Wood about what you need to do to build that culture. And there's so many different factors, and you know, you want to bring people in that are winners and and that want to win, and you also have to bring in a certain caliber of of people because you're 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 really creating a community, and in you know, football players and coaches will. Well, actually referred to it as a family and to have somebody in your family that could potentially hurt you like that is, is, is a very scary thing. And, you know, I think that for the, the bills right now, the thing that also popped to me about this a little bit, when when we were first, like in the build up to his releasing the statement was this really puts the bills in the national spotlight and, you know, and I know that one of the biggest um blemishes on Sean McDermott's record is how he handled Nathan Peterman in that whole kind of situation. This is completely different. This is a character thing. Nate Peterman was one of the better people uh that you'll you'll come across. But if this doesn't go well and you know, if there's other things that are unearthed or, you know, this is the type of thing that, you know, there's a lot of people that a former teammate of um uh, Jake Fromm came out on social media and said, sometimes people show their true selves and I lost all of the respect for him and Drew Brees. And, and so you hope as a fan base, and I've seen this a lot today, you put your faith. I think a lot of them do in Brandon and Sean to make the right decision to make sure that they're evaluating a person's character, but man, it would worry me to keep him on the roster. If in, in this, in the case that something like this does pop up again.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, if there's another text or something that emerges, I mean, I I just think at that point, you you do have to cut ties. But just in general, though, too, if there's issues in the locker room, if there's anything along those lines, those are the decisions that Sean McDermott has to make where, like I said, with with so much riding on this season, and and obviously, in terms of his job security, it's not make or break. He's made the playoffs two out of three years here, things like that. But if you start having issues in your locker room, your job security can the, – the end can be in sight a lot sooner than people could imagine um, because there's a lot of talent on this roster thanks to McDermott, thanks to Bean, uh, but but handling that talent is going to be just as important as building up the roster, which they've already done. So you're right. I mean, you have to watch this um, – Trey White, I'm going to go back to him again. Here's a guy that you want to get under contract long-term. You want to get this cornerback who's pivotal to your defense signed a long-term extension. And it was clear today based on retweeting Jamal Adams, liking those texts uh, that were tweeted out there. Uh, and I want to say he may have also retweeted Richard mm-hmm. Sherman, who was responding to something that Doug Baldwin said about, you know, th- they're apologizing because they were caught more Tyler than Lockett, else. right. Tyler Lockett. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know, there's that aspect too, where that's one of your star players who hasn't done anything wrong in, in his tenure here with the bills. And you know, if he's offended by this, if he's not okay with it, you, I, I think you have to kind of weigh that into your decision-making process too, because, at the end of the day, who's the one that you want on your roster long-term. It's that all pro cornerback that uh, has done everything right since coming to Buffalo, who has bought into the process, so to speak, who, you know, he's done, he's done everything right. So it's just going to be interesting. There's just so much to unpack still. We it's going to be interesting to see if we hear anything from uh, other teammates, you know, Mario Addison with Drew Brees was very vocal on on social media. Who knows if other players will be like that in terms of their own teammate. We don't know, but in in the next few days, something like that could emerge.
1: I'm working on a story right now um, on Leslie Frazier. And I think it was so fitting that he was the one that was stepping to the proverbial podium today at three o'clock to kind of answer for all of this because he is almost the, you know, everybody uses the cliche to, to, to describe him, but he is that even keeled presence that just brings stability and a calm to a room. And I think it was Kim Jones from the NFL network that tweeted, I listened to Leslie Frazier today for 45 minutes and I could have easily listened to him for 45 more because he just, he's that, you know, he just has a way about him where he just is engaging in his own quiet, even keeled way. And, you know, the, to hear him talk about the meeting today and the way that Jake stepped up in front of the, you know, virtual room and owned, owned his mistake, apologized for his mistake, and the general thought process, you know, within the team and, and probably more so on the defensive side of the ball with Leslie and, and his defensive players is that, you know, he made a mistake. He seems sincere. And it's a mature team with a developed culture, uh, established culture that, you know, can, kind of go about figuring out a way to forgive him I mean look at some of the guys on that defensive side of the ball I mean Jerry Hughes a very very outspoken um, face uh, in this movement right now he's been very active on social media and rightfully so I mean he's a veteran he's a leader he's somebody that uh, you know is passionate about what he believes in and 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 the trying to use his platform. And so, you know, you're going to have to go in that locker room and answer to him. And if Leslie Frazier can stand there and say, you know, we're going to move forward and and try to reach out to him and educate him and and keep lines of communication open. You know, I got to be honest. At first I was, I was almost um, immovable on my stance that they should cut him like right away. I mean, This is the type of thing that, you know, I've caught some, some heat this week for how vocal I've been about, um, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, movement and sorry, not sorry. You know, I, I'm passionate about that because I'm passionate about people and I, and, and I'm never going to be quiet. I'm never going to stick to sports. So if that's what you want, definitely don't come to my feed because it's, I I try to keep politics out of it because it's so, I don't ever want to create a divisive environment on my timeline. But this is bigger than politics. This is bigger than anything like that. And where we can educate, we must educate. And and I think that Leslie and Sean, it seems like they are looking at this as a you know a situation where they can educate not only Jake, but everybody around Jake to maybe you know acceptance, teaching, uh, and communication. And and we'll see if that works. And if it does, great because I think it could be a good example. And maybe that goes back to the beginning point in that what Sean is striving for could potentially work in terms of being that vision or that picture for everybody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. There's many people on social media that were saying, let's just get rid of this guy. But at the same time, you know, you kind of have to trust Sean McDermott and you have to trust Leslie Frazier, Brandon Bean from the top down. Uh, If their decision, not just now, but if on week one, he's still on this roster, um, then, you know, it, it's true that they were sincere about the, the responsibility being a Buffalo Bill, a teaching moment. Uh, maybe they can use this to build up, you know, to further build the culture, which they've already done a great job of, of doing with this team. Um, but it, these next few days, weeks and months are, are going to be interesting because, you know, especially if there's a training camp, uh, and the media is invited. That's going to be one of the hot topics during training camp. It's going to be a hot topic now, though, as well, even though, you know, we, we can't be at one Bill's drive and asking these questions. So the spotlight's not going away anytime soon. And players are going to get asked in that locker room for their stance and their opinion on what happened. Um, so, you know, right now it, and quickly, I think, they're going to have to turn this into a teaching moment and get everyone on board with it.
1: And I think finally, one of the key elements that I think people need to remember about this is, you know, the team, the majority of the team, unless anybody's familiar with him from Georgia, people don't really even know Jake from, I mean, he was out in Florida for a couple of days, but everything, every interaction so far, whether it be the front office, the coaching staff or the players, it's all been over Zoom meetings. So I think that while, you know, yes, they're they're keeping him on the roster today. This might be a situation where they want to get around him and learn about, you know, what he's all about. You were here on the beat when the whole Josh Allen um, draft night um, breaking news, his kind of some questionable tweets from his younger days emerged. I wasn't really covering the team yet, and to be honest with you, although I've gone back and, and looked at it, it's not something that I, you know, really paid a ton of attention to, other than the, you know when I was still a fan kind of, you know, made me think a certain way about Josh. And so um, if you could speak to that and what that was like then, because, you know, obviously the Bills pick him. And, and uh, if I remember correctly, those tweets came out right before the draft.
0: Yeah. You know, first and foremost, there was just a lot of backlash from the fan base and so for the pick. Um, If you remember the safer pick was Josh Rosen, which obviously that was not the case as, <laughs> as we've learned over the last few years but that was the belief. And, and, you know, I I think even I was thinking that at the time, but then those, those tweets come out and there's even more backlash about that, but the team seemed to be aware of them. They had talked to Josh about that. Josh explained, you know, it's, it was years before that. Some, I believe were song lyrics. Um, and you don't want to make excuses for anyone, but this was when he was very, you know, in his young teenage years too. And I think that the team felt comfortable that he had grown significantly from that point, but there, there was definitely a, a backlash on social media. You weren't going to get rid of a first round pick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there, there was some, some people taken aback by, it. And, and you know, if you, if you, you're on social media all the time, you you see people bashing Josh Allen all the time from opposing fan bases. That's still something that they bring up as those old tweets. Um, so it's it's again not something that will go away not for Josh not for Jake fromm no matter how old they were at the time or how recent it was it's just up to them and, and to Josh's credit he's you know he is loved in that locker room by everyone he has uh it does seem like that was just a, him being a very immature teenager um but now you know all eyes are on Jake fromm to prove that he is going to be part of the solution and not part of the problem and and if there's another misstep or or like you said if they learn more about him now and they find more they don't like there's nothing keeping him here long term
1: you know there's really not anything i don't like about you my friend and i'm very uh, thankful to have you as my co-host on shout the buffalo football podcast with matt perino and ryan talbot courtesy of nyupandsyracuse.com. We appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. Make sure you go check out the new uh, avatar, the new um, uh, podcast picture, because it has my mug and his mug, and it actually is the first Ryan Talbot headshot in iPhone portrait mode in history. He liked it so much, he went out and got an iPhone that has portrait mode now, right?
0: It's true, it's true. I was rocking the 6S Plus for many, many years after... uh after that went out of style. So just this past week, we updated the phones finally. And I do like that mode. It's pretty nice.
1: What uh, what, what phone did you get? 9, 10?
0: Uh, SESR. Oh, XR, XR or something? Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. You, yeah, I, I don't know. I know it's past the 6, though, so I'm happy about that.
1: Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, Brian Dable will give his press conference and special teams coach, Heath Farwell, who – no, you know, has something to talk about this year. We got ourselves a little kicker competition brewing. So make sure you keep it locked in at nyupsyracuse.com. We'll have you covered with all of that. And we'll continue to follow this story. I'll have a piece on Leslie Frazier tomorrow, uh, which I'm working on now. Just some stuff that Sean has said about him, uh, how impressed I was with him at the press conference today. And I always am. And, you know, so we'll have that at the site. And as always, we appreciate you listening. Shout, we're out.